0: ladies and gentlemen for another episode of tattoos and Jesus we're coming to you for our first live episode from T and J studios here in person Josh Martin how are you doing today we're doing good we're doing good feels good to be in person
1: live in the studio and that's right um, we got our legit mics and legit
0: setup going right now so so this is your second official week working next to me mm. how it how has how has switching to um a real job been for you Oh wow a real job <laughs> yeah I guess um I guess we're not going to have tyranny back on the podcast anymore yeah. after that one the tyranny's still crying I just get t- crying emojis from her periodically because she misses you well look I mean if she wants to be a counselor you know she could she can come on board
1: um, but no, Should it's just... been, it's been good. It's been good. I, uh, thoroughly enjoying it, thoroughly enjoying the, the new process, new environment, new clients, and, uh, ready to keep on rolling and rocking. You Has know? there been anything
0: that's a surprise, mm. an adjustment?
1: Um, yeah, not, not diagnosis something that's substance abuse. Yeah. <laughs> so... Treating people other than substance, substance users, yeah, okay. Other than substance abuse, then the, Other than that, it's been it's been fun getting uh getting the ropes down and talking with people and not having any canceled appointments. So that that's, was, that's, that's right. That's you had your one. first one today. I had my first. You had one your today. first
0: no show today. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank Mark you. Mark it on your calendar. Um. All right. So today, speaking of the patients that we work with, last week. Um, we I had a patient bring us coffee for the show. And so unfortunately, I can't give this individual a shout out. But you know who you are. Um, and this is from Puerto Rico. Puerto Rican coffee. Uh, and so let's go ahead and do the dirty brew review. You ready? You got your you got your mug of joe? I got my mug, my one of my Marty mugs in hand. That's right. Josh doesn't have his own mug and so he do- However, Josh brought me from his wife, really shout out to Sarah, a koozie this week, last week that has our picture on
1: it. Now, when you say our picture, you have to clarify like, that looks that sounds a little much. Like it's it's a picture of us holding a kitten. It's one of those little weird photos you made during Christmas time. That's correct. That is now currently on a on a koozie that you can have while you. Sip on your Pepsi products. My Pepsi products.
0: I don't drink soda. My uh seltzer waters.
1: Yes, yeah, your Fiji's
0: and stuff. Whatever it is. So anyway, so today we have Gusto's Coffee Company made in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Uh all right, I've I've taken a couple sips of this. John, have you tried it? Yeah. Yeah, I've been initial thoughts. I've What's that first sip
1: feeling? So when I first opened it, it smelled delicious. By the way, the beans smelled really
0: good. Um, So this is a this is coffee that my patient actually drinks. So it's not like she just orders some random coffee. Like this is the stuff that she drinks for herself.
1: uh, (laughs) um, No, no, I think it's really good. Like I'm, I'm already thoroughly enjoying. And we had to grind
0: it fresh. It Mm, came in whole beans. Fresh, yeah. All right. On the on the packaging here, this bean comes from an altitude of eighteen hundred to twenty five hundred feet above sea level. I don't know that that makes a difference, but I found that interesting that they put it. I mean, that must mean something. They put it on I the dad bag. put it on the
1: package. Yeah, um, it's definitely it's definitely it's definitely tasty. I can give it. i can go ahead and tell you what my number is. Probably. Just, hold
0: on. Um, whenever you're ready. What sold me is on the packaging, it says low acidity. How many times do we review coffee and I complain that it's acidic? Uh, the is constant. I hate coffee that tastes acidic to me. This is a full body, medium roast coffee, low acidity, with great aroma, you already mentioned that, for a perfectly balanced cup. Man. Do you feel like this is a perfectly balanced
1: cup? It is. There's no no bite to it, no acidity, as the bag says. Yeah. Um, I I think it's a huge I think this year has been a huge jump up from last year. I mean, obviously last year was cheap coffee, so but every coffee we've had this year has been it's been top notch. It's been in yeah. the I mean it's been in It's the, been busting.
0: Yeah, it bust I mean it's been retweeting, you know. Alright, so what for your uh, Gusto's Puerto Rican medium roast. Because this does taste like a medium roast. Mm. Uh, but it is full-bodied. It's a delicious cup of coffee.
1: It is good. I'm going 7-4. Seven, 7-4 four.
0: Seven, four on this bad boy. <clears throat> Alright, I'm at a 7-1. And so that puts it at 7-2 for the ranking. 7-... <clears throat> Our numbers are drastically higher this year.
1: Okay, okay. I just want to say, live in the studio, Marty and Josh T and J Studios, we have breaking news that Aaron Rodgers has signed a four-year, two hundred million dollar deal with the Packers. He it just came out. Just dropped eight minutes ago.
0: What
1: on the podcast live breaking news? Except Aaron it'll Rogers. be old breaking news yeah. by the time Thursday comes around and the yeah. podcast drops. He has hundred and fifty-three million dollars guaranteed
0: over four years. Yes. <clears throat> so, how does he feel to be second to the uh, contract you and I signed?
1: Yeah, that's um, for T and J Studios. Yeah, one hundred and fifty-three million is a little bit less than a few bags of coffee
0: that we have received <laughs> over the past year. Um. All right, so what I think is really funny is our first coffee this year was Jamaican, me crazy. So, again, another island, Jamaican or Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And we scored it a 1.7. Was that st- this year? <laughs> that was the first one this year. And then we did Gustos today from Puerto Rico and did a 7 1. So, we've completely. We've done a. The islands have switched. The islands have switched. That's right. So. How do you feel about what's your gut response to Aaron Rodgers signing this deal? I
1: mean, where does that compare that to makes, other huge contracts? Is that blowing out of the water? Biggest biggest contract in history for a quarterback. Biggest contract in history for a quarterback. He I, he um, went above Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen one, I believe.
0: Is it the guaranteed money that makes it the biggest, or because I know a lot of times they will sign contracts, but there's so many like clauses in them. That it's really like funny money,
1: like makes him the highest paid player in NFL history. Okay, so, so not even not even quarterbacks in the NFL history. He just now became the highest paid player in NFL.
0: But history. he is a uh, he's thirty eight years old, right?
1: 37, 38, or something like that.
0: Why do you think the quarter? The, why does Green Bay want to after last year? Where they were in some type of a contest to see what's going to happen. Why do you think they want him so bad now? Because he's won MVP back-to-back now.
1: And Jordan Love is trash. So, at this point, it's either blow it all up or sign him to an extension. And try to build. And still, I mean, you were still the best team in football last year. Yeah. You just choked in the playoffs. Like, you still got a legit chance. You're going to come out as the favorite to win the NFC if not the Super Bowl, with him re-signing.
0: But does – do you think part of its legacy, though, they know how much value he holds by not going and playing for another team and being, you know, GB for life? Probably. I mean, yeah, I would say so. I mean, you saw what happened with Favre. This has literally had the makings of a Brett Favre saga part two. Where he goes somewhere. he goes out and balls out, hopefully not for the Jets and then the Vikings, but – Somewhere,
1: yeah. So there was there was some serious trade considerations, but now that it's over, it's the you, you won't all these news channels won't have anything to talk about anymore. But it's franchise tag day as well, tag tag day. So if really? you if anybody knows what that means, then you know what they were recording on. But <laughs> um, so there's a lot a lot of sports stuff going on right now, but.
0: Let me let me ask you something. Yeah, Are you gonna ask me about C four? How was your pre workout though this <laughs> morning? How did I know you were gonna do this?
1: <laughs> so, for some reason, anybody who has ever taken pre workout in my life usually
0: <clears throat>
1: has taken it and said, "Wow, that hyped me up. That really that was wild." You know. Now, I don't know. I gave him a C4 can pre-workout. It could be... And C4 does not have caffeine in it, correct? It does have caffeine. It does have 200 caffeine. milligrams. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the one I gave you... And the one I have that I'm trying to convince you to take is also really good. Well, you know, I gave it to him thinking, like, this is going to help Marty at the gym. The tingles are coming back. The hype. And then, apparently... We'll let Marty explain his experience.
0: So here's the deal. This was online. This was last week. Josh goes, here, I'm going to give you this can of pre-workout, and you tell me how you like it. So the next morning, I get up, and I do exactly what you say. I take it. I drink it about 30 minutes before I need to work out, right? I start drinking all the way to the gym. I get to the gym, and I go through my standard process. (laughs) here. Here's the issue. So I jump on the elliptical to warm up. And so I think I did 25 minutes on the elliptical. The whole time I felt good. I was waiting to feel hyped. I was waiting to tingle. I was waiting to feel like I was Superman. I was awake. I was 100% awake the whole time. But I I never felt hyped. So I finished the workout 25. I jumped down. I'm like, all right, whatever. I go get a drink of water and I go to lift weights. Right? So... I sit down to do the very first machine, which is a shoulder press machine. I was doing my shoulders that day and I'm like, man, I feel more tired than usual, but I managed to make it through the shoulder press. And then I go do this shrug, this shrug exercise. And I'm like, man, I feel completely trashed. Like I feel horrible. Well, then I do go to do this other set of like shoulder lifts. I have to stop mid set because I thought I was going to fall asleep in the middle of working out because I was so freaking tired. And so not only did the C4 did the pre-workout not hype me up, it almost put me to sleep in the gym in the middle of working out. Mm.
1: Yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't I don't know I don't, I just if anybody out there would like to share um some advice, please let us know. Because every time I've ever usually had pre-workout, I've been pretty hyped. I mean, most of the time. I mean, I know I can crash afterwards on some, but I've always had a state of being pretty hyped.
0: Well, I can assure you that whatever you gave me did not hype me at all.
1: I used to to drink them occasionally, pre-workout that is, when I was working third. At Hamrick Mills to keep me awake. You're lucky you haven't had a stroke. I actually just had this conversation the other day. I had heart palpitations pretty much every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> at Hamrick Mills?
1: Yeah, because I was working third, I was staying up. I still wanted to do life you know, a little bit, so I would wake up at like 5, but sometimes I wouldn't fall asleep till 2, and then I would, you know do what I had to do, and then come home at, like, 10 and then take a nap until, like, 12
0: when I went in. So I had, I needed caffeine. So how much sleep, when you work third, how much sleep would you average a day?
1: So the usual schedule was, because Sunday nights were rough, because you, you're, you're transitioning from working third to being on, you're sleeping at night. So Sunday nights, you would just take a nap you know, maybe for a couple hours before you went in. So Sunday night, you'd work all night, get off at 8. I could usually sleep from 9 to 5-ish on Monday.
0: So like 8 hours.
1: And then go in at midnight. Tuesdays, and then I'd play basketball. Tuesdays, you know, I would usually try to like go to sleep. But Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursday, or Tuesdays and Wednesdays, there'd be days where I didn't go to sleep until like, 12 1 2 and then I'd wake up at like 6 and then so usually So you were the
0: third on 3 hours of sleep.
1: Yeah. Usually so between Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday I got a combined total of about 14 hours 12 14 hours between the 3 days. So Thursday usually I would I would crash hard. And I would get home and I would um Usually have some breakfast, and then crash about eleven, and wake up at like ten thirty that night, and I would sleep for like twelve hours, and then go in that night, and then work, um, and then take a nap on Friday.
0: Did you just feel miserable all the time?
1: Yeah, all the time. Yeah, like if you, no matter how much you could sleep two hours, you sleep twelve hours, you feel the same way, regardless. It doesn't matter. Like. Did you know Sarah back then? Yeah. So, like, I would, like, so she lived in Anderson, so on the weekends I would take a nap, and I worked a lot of six days. So, you know, when I got off on Saturday morning, I would take a nap for, like, two hours and then drive to Anderson, be with her most of the day, and then drive back. And there was a lot of times where I was, like, you stopped yeah I stopped I stopped I stopped by to get energy drinks Cuz
0: what is that hour hour and a half
1: Yeah I stopped by to get some energy it's like I went through like you lived on energy drinks I lived on 5 hours I lived on energy drink, energy drinks pre workout coffee like in a day in a normal day when I was working out 5 days a week pre workout which has about 250 300 mg of caffeine um coffee that night whole pot Easily, whole pot, taken down. So you're looking at about, I don't know, five, six hundred more milligrams of caffeine. And then if I had to stay up after I got off, if I had to stay up, I would either do more coffee or an energy drink or a five hour. So I'm, I, I added it up one day with one of my friends, Cam, she's a nurse and she asked me, it was like, I mean, you was looking at like fifteen hundred, two thousand milligrams of caffeine a day sometimes yeah i would do like 5 400 pre workout 500 for coffee 250 for a 5 hour have a cup of coffee or a starbucks like espresso did you ever start hallucinating yeah some days some nights really yeah legit like, yeah like <laughs> some nights uh, <laughs> like some nights i would be sitting in my office like so tired like asleep but awake and i can remember like looking at my wall and like looking at it, like when people say, I feel like the walls melting. Like I could, like, it looked like it was melt, like it was, it was, uh, it was a trip. Quick story, and then we'll transition here. I, when I woke up, uh, when I lived at my parents' house, because it was right beside the mill, sometimes I would stay at their house instead of coming by to Spartanburg. Well, um, I woke up, I had a terrible headache. So I went, Lights are turned off. I didn't want to wipe my parents off. I went to the cabinet, grabbed the Motrin bottle, got three Motrins, took the Motrins, went to work. About 2 a.m. hits, I cannot keep my eyes open. I can't, I like, literally physically cannot keep my eyes open. I took four naps in the bathroom that night <laughs> for about 30 minutes. I went, took a nap, came back, went, took a nap, came back, went, took a nap, came back. Like I couldn't keep awake, and I had to like walk around and do something that night, and so, like I had to like schedule and do a bunch of things, like you do a tick is what it was on a, just a piece of paper to count things. The looking back at that paper, there the line went all the way down, just where I <laughs> fell asleep while writing while standing up, and I was like, I was I was telling another guy, I was like. I've never been this tired in my entire life. What was in
0: that medicine?
1: My mom texted me at 6.30 that morning and said, Hey, is your back hurting? And I was like, what? She was like, my muscle relaxers were out on the counter. (laughs) You took three muscle relaxers. She had muscle relaxers in a Motrin bottle. I didn't know. So you got the right bottle, but there was muscle relaxers in it. <laughs> I took three muscle relaxers and was literally about to pass out. Like the fact that you powered through that four naps is impressive, I mean, though. But four, yeah, oh yeah. So you I got have been
0: passed out.
1: I got home and she was like, "You like that? That could probably have put out a horse." And I was like, "Well, I took four naps." And I couldn't, I literally couldn't stay awake. Like, I just.
0: Did you feel relaxed?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I almost fell asleep every time.
0: You didn't pull a muscle for three months.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was fully relaxed. I literally felt like a walking (laughs) jello pack or something. Like, I was. I couldn't do it. It was awful.
0: Uh, That's horrible.
1: It was the It was literally the worst night that I had there as far as staying awake goes. It was terrible. I couldn't do it.
0: That's amazing. So anyway, that's actually a really good segue that we didn't have planned. So recently, we were having a conversation about conspiracy theories. And so we've done some serious podcasts recently. So we thought maybe we would take a break from that and transition to something a little more humorous, or hopefully humorous, something. And Josh, you informed me that during your hallucinogenic episodes... On muscle relax, or at some point when you worked in the mill, you were on the verge of believing a conspiracy theory. True. Look, okay, let's let's go ahead and clarify some things because
1: I was made fun of for saying this by a lot of my friends. Because You're
0: made fun of for most
1: things you do. Well, in I know life. that, but like they they were like that. Like I tried to explain to them, so I'm going to do the same thing I do to them. You're gonna convince me of this. Conspiracy. I'm not getting. That's what I'm saying. So, I was sitting there on third. There was a guy. His name's Daniel. He was on the shift. He was a crazy guy. He's funny. He's just like big in conspiracies. You know. He was. He was a good time. Well, he comes on my office and we sit down. i my office. It's one of them nights. We don't have anything going on. Everything's humming. You know. I got coffee. We have like a two to three hour conversation that leads into me and him. And ended the shift with about nine people in our office talking about this. So nobody's working this night. Nope. Well, everything's running well. So, like, and then you have people who are walking through who usually stop in the office or whatever. So, we have, you know, we're sitting there. So, here it is. Hear
0: me out. I'm listening. I'm open. I'm open. Open mind. Open ears. Hey, like I tell my son, I'm listening with both ears and my whole mind.
1: Okay. Flat Earth. Son of a gun. Okay, so hear me out. Hear me out. Flat Earth. Hear hear me out. Hold on. Let me just hear me out. Both ears, open mind. Uh, Yeah, hear me out. So I'm sitting there. Flat Earth. I'm sitting there. Okay. I'm sitting there. I'm talking to him. And he's like, he comes in. He's like, hey, man, you ever heard about the Flat Earth Theory? And I was like. First of all, I think this was when Kyrie was talking about it a little bit. Dwayne Wade's kind of f- flat earthy, isn't he? Yeah. So he was like, he was like, let me, let me. I was like, whatever. I was like, I tell you what, I'm gonna be completely open. You try to convince me of everything. Two and a half hours later, there was a. There's a. This is what I say. There's a bigger argument with some evidence behind it that I didn't realize. Doesn't mean. I'm a flat earther. I got called a flat earther from that point on because I would try to tell people there's more evidence behind it than I thought. So I'll, I'll lay out the evidence to you. I'm listening. And so, you know, so first of all, you got to come from a perspective of
0: You're from Gaffney.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. But I'm also working third, so I'm like very vulnerable to a lot of ideas. I was an impressionable soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm sitting there, and he's like, "All right, so flat Earth." He's like, "You got to come from the from the mindset that you know you can't really trust the government." Okay, I'm there. Okay, you can't really trust the government. I'm sold so far. And so there's so many different conspiracy theories at this point. Like, it would be easier to just say something. And have everybody and teach something. So you think about a school curriculum.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nobody really knows if this curriculum is accurate,
0: right? I mean, you know what I'm saying. Like nobody, nobody really knows. But the people receiving it immediately receive it as true, right? Because they're told this
1: is this is it. This is the standard, right? So you take that and in and to a bigger scale of like the Earth is round.
2: We'll, yeah,
1: we'll post some pictures of it. Earth's round. Post some pictures of. it. But you never really yourself kind of fly around the Earth to see if it's round. You, you don't know. So, and let me, let, let me go ahead and throw this out there. Uh, this went down a deep, deep rabbit hole. Deep rabbit hole.
0: Okay.
1: To the point to where we get all of our pictures from a man-made Hubble telescope that they sent off into space. Mm-hmm. That they had no idea what space looked like, but they built a telescope thinking... This is probably what we can see. We can see light years with this telescope. I mean, take that what you will. Take that what you will. So, he's like, so you're getting all your information from this man-made telescope that's never been to space before, from a government who you already don't trust, that you can't deny or confirm that this is true. So then, he starts laying down some, some, some evidence, Pieces, please piece me. And he's like, so technically, when you look at a map, you have Antarctica at the bottom. Yeah, and the top. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Antarctica. Now, does he
0: is he a flat earther?
1: He's a everything. He, he You never can tell. He's
0: just not playing
1: devil's advocate here. Yeah, no, yeah, he, he's like fully convinced. Or okay. he will try to fully convince you just to make fun of you. So Okay, anyway, Antarctica. Top and bottom, Antarctica. Yeah. So, it's so a no-fly zone. You can't get in a certain... There's no-fly zone areas in Antarctica, obviously, because it's really cold. And so the like, caps, Literally, you can't fly there. Right. And so the caps almost make it, like, around, like, the surface of the Earth. So, like, you're flying around Earth, but you're not necessarily sure if it's, like... Uh, I can't really... I mean, everybody listening is not going to know what my hands are doing, but Marty sees what I'm doing. So, like, if it's flat, you're flying around this way, and if yeah. it's round, you're flying around this way. So, either way, it's the same motion.
0: Right. So... I can assure you, listeners, there's nothing about what you're hearing versus what I'm seeing that's changing your mind. Right.
1: So he just, you know, we point out that fact. Okay,
0: circle, circle. You yeah, know. you're just flying in a circle. You don't know if it's your You don't know if it's, yeah. Right. It's a flat surface, right. a sphere. Right. You're just flying in a circle. Right.
1: So he lays that out. I'm like, okay. You know, I mean, I get it. So you start looking up things, and there's certain websites that's blocked, and, you know, there's...
0: Like yeah. What? What's a block? You don't. You know a blocked website? I don't.
1: In the moment he was telling me about them, and in the moment that you couldn't get to it. But anyway, there's there's mm. certain, like even in the water, there's certain areas you can't go. Like they're not ships aren't allowed to go the because you, Triangle because you hit ice caps. Yeah. And so the idea is, the Earth is completely flat and round and is surrounded by an ice cap but nobody really knows that it's flat because it's it's like a circle and so the only only way you could you could tell that is if you flew around to the bottom of the earth does that make sense yeah in space <clears throat> so the only people who would be able to tell you you cannot tell from from here on earth you would have to be able to go in space and see, and to look. there's like roots hanging out the bottom of the earth, so even if, even if, a picture is taken. Okay. It's still technically never like a like full like sphere circle. It's always like,
0: right? You know what I'm saying? Like if you took a picture of a ball sitting away from you you're just going to see a round object but you know there's another side to it there's that, another side that to finishes it. the ball
1: exactly yeah and so you know you don't really know unless what you know is what they tell you because you've never been
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so um, and so you know at, at that point what's the benefit and so the, he went into this whole thing about how in Antarctica, certain countries have like stations that they're studying, like the edges of the earth. Like, it, There was this whole thing. So
0: what's the value of the government? And really not just the government. I would say this is like the entire world government is now a part of this. It's the cabal. Yeah. What is the purpose of the cabal making all of humanity believe that we're on a sphere instead of a pancake? Could you imagine
1: what the world would do if they sent pictures of a flat Earth? It would it would completely like you wouldn't trust the government anymore.
0: So, so it's almost I, like so since the, my trust is so high right
1: now. Right. Well, it's almost like you cover up a lie with another lie, mm-hmm. and that kind of gets into like the whole Pretty mood senior. landing. Moon landing was a hoax. Yeah. This was a ho- So you have to cover another lie with another lie. So, but the the thing is, the whole world will probably go into somewhat of a panic because you, what you're teaching, what you've always
0: learned, completely
1: shattered in a moment, just completely gone.
0: So how close were you to being sold at three a.m. with you and your cronies in Hamrick Mills talking to Daniel? Shout out about the flat Earth. How close were you to selling out? I
1: wasn't too close i was I was closer yeah until he bought out he brought out biblical references
0: yeah I've seen that
1: okay so for everybody and this is at the time the way I read the Bible which is kind of what we've talked about recently was everything you take everything literally yeah and so at the time I'm like you literally take the Bible as it is the world was literally made in seven days. It was literally this. It was literally that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was literally this was okay. very literal. Yeah. Right. And I read it, and every time it mentions the world, it talks about the four corners of the earth. And so uh, there's a biblical theory that the Bible is actually true, and it talks about a flat earth, and that a lot of governments don't want that to happen. Because it would disprove them and prove the Bible as like very very accurate. So after I read that, I was like,
0: "So Satan I is will, behind this." I will because by believing in a sphere give it a shot
1: and research by it believing a
0: more. in a sphere, it immediately starts to dismantle mantle Scripture. So Satan is empowering the cabal. You know what this probably has to do with? The Masonic Lodge. Oh, here we go. (laughs) I'm done. I'm just kidding. That's a totally different conspiracy theory. So once you saw the biblical evidence, that that pushed you closer to believing? Is that what you're saying? it, it
1: It pushed me closer in the sense of if you have to run a mile to get to the finish line, I'm at about a quarter of a mile. It pushed me to that point. I'm nowhere close to being like yes. I don't know. 100%. Most, most people don't even show up to that race. I well I know, but I was late, you know, he got you know, I'm I'm a I can blame what? it on a lot, but Sarah will say I can I'm easily convinced, depending on what the subject is, if it's a topic that's debatable. Technically it's debatable because we don't really know.
0: So where do you stand today in two thousand and twenty two?
1: I think it's a triangle.
0: A triangle? Oh, no, I'm
1: just kidding. It's round. It's the it's
0: the Illuminati.
1: Yeah, it's round. It's it's a round sphere. I mean, I never I never so, went away from that. So I'm just
0: saying. D- as a flat earther, okay, here we go. <laughs> so, so do you believe the Hubble Telescope pictures are legit
1: or what? I will say that is a little sketch. That everything we so, base our, si- our space science on is a telescope okay. we invented. So let's. I mean, does that
0: mean polarity pictures are hoodoo as well? It's just all sorcery? But it's not the most accurate. Tell me this. (laughs) Another conspiracy theory that ties in with this. The moon landing. Most people will say, I believe we have been to the moon now. But there's a, a... More than flat earthers. I would say there's a really solid following of people that doubt whether we went to the moon during the space races of the 1960s, 70s, yeah, something. something like well, you know, whenever we were yeah. racing Russia, yeah. right? Uh, shout out Putin, you scumbag. So, hey, hey there, there's a war going on and Putin's an idiot. So, maybe you want to argue that point? I don't think Putin, I think Putin's a
1: robot. A robot? No, no. I'm, just, I'm joking. I made that up. All right, yeah.
0: so... There's a there's a large following of people far beyond flat earthers that would say we probably did not land on the moon when we said we did. Where do you fall on that? I mean, because I've put more thought into that one than I have the flat earth theory. I
1: mean, it's
0: about the same. You're a quarter of a way. Down the race. No, I'm just saying it's
1: about the same as flat earth. You don't really know. I mean, you don't really. I mean, we don't. They, you know, the whole thing about like there was, they were jumping on a green screen and yeah, yeah, you know, that whole thing. Like, well, also the shadows,
0: where the shadows, if they can do that and then
1: never come out about it, why can't they do it the
0: same thing with the earth? I mean, there's also the there's the whole like the way the shadows fell on the pictures. If there's no uh, the the flag was flying, but there's supposed to be no wind in space. Like, there's some different things that seem peculiar. Yeah, my guess would be
1: it doesn't really matter. But I would probably say just because I enjoy it that it was a hoax. You're just saying that for the sake of debate. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, you got because why would you not? Especially in the '60s, like you got a green screen, you got the flag. I mean, you, yeah, it doesn't. It, it yeah, so, okay.
0: So let's let's pretend it's a hoax. Where did it occur? Is that Area 51? That's another conspiracy. Um, What's Area 51? Because people say that there are there's there's experimentation on aliens happening. Oh God, we're not in Area going,
1: 51. That's another. That's look up holy aliens that, for that. Part. Is that
0: Nevada? Is yeah. that it? I don't believe
1: 51. in aliens, but. I will say, where does it fall? I, I mean, I don't know. There's probably, at this point, I feel like if they could come out with
0: it, it wouldn't really be that big of a deal. So here's here's where I fall. Flat Earth, I'm going to give it 10% plausibility. Okay, yes. I'm, I'm 90%. I'm 90% globe. Because what do you say? It's a It's a global pandemic. What do you say if we have a flat Earth? This is it's, still saying. It's not global at that point, though. Planyard? It's planier. <laughs> It's a planyard pandemic. <laughs> on the plateaus of the great world. No, so... I'm going to give it 10% chance. I'm not I'm not 99% sure, pretty much, that we live on a globe. But you're right. Like, weird crap happens. So I'll give it I'll give it I'll give it 10%, which is gracious, that it might be flat. The moon landing though. Ah, I'm gonna go 50 50. I'm with you. I mean I don't I don't Beca-
1: disagree.
0: Because there was such motivation to make it happen. Yeah. And it was it was a huge race, and there was a lot of benefit to beating them. That said, I'm not even going to go 50-50. I'm going to go 60-40. I believe it happened. Like I, If I had to guess right now, I'd if say it happened. One, yeah. But if it came out that it didn't, my jaw would not hit the floor. Right. I agree. I agree. But I 100% believe we have been there now. Now. Yeah, yeah I like, As of 2022, I, don't, I do believe we have been to the moon. And uh, so anyway, so even if we weren't there when... Neil Armstrong apparently it was supposed to be I would also think this hoax would have more credibility if all parties involved mysteriously died within a decade of the occurrence
1: yeah exactly like it's funny that all of all of them involve uh, obviously the foundational point or the background point is you don't trust the government right or or the the flip side of that is in, in all reality. The government could really tell you just about anything and you're probably going
0: to believe it Mm -hmm.
1: because you don't really have anything other than to believe it.
0: Well, I think there's an assumption that on, on high levels, whether it be in the public or the private sector, that you have the smartest minds with access to the biggest amounts of information with the highest amounts of technology. And so it's not that we assume that, that you can't be wrong because we're always learning. But I think we assume that they are connected to the highest amounts of information possible. Um, anyway, Jimmy McFarland's literally calling me right here. Should Should I answer him and put him on the show? Yeah. Jimmy, You're right. listen, you sharp. we are currently recording this week's episode of TNJ, and you are now a call in. Ask him,
1: about,
2: in, ask him about his favorite conspiracy theory. Am I the first calling guest at TNJ? That's correct. Yeah. We'll,
0: <laughs> we'll see how this records on the microphone. So let let me Man, ask. Well, I,
2: well, I just I, I just was able to uh, to put enough money on my uh, calling card from being homeless. So that's, that's right. To, uh,
0: let me ask you a question because this is this is what we are sitting here debating.
2: Oh gosh.
0: Josh, at one point in his life. Was like three steps away from being a flat earther. Oh gosh, what what is your thoughts on that?
2: Um, I mean, what thoughts on Josh? A couple of steps away from being a flat earther?
0: <laughs> Just the topic in general.
2: Flat Earth. I I think <laughs> you've got to. Of course, if you're if you're approaching it from a Christian perspective or Christian worldview, you've got to look at it. You know, okay. Well, of course, it doesn't make sense because scripture refers and points to the the world and and you know the circumference and all that Isaiah and Psalms and it's mentioned several times. So you go, uh, okay. Um, these the speculations in the in the you know what are labeled as conspiracy theories do kind of. <laughs> You know, some of them can be plausible, but then you got to go about, well, what do we know is true? Well,
0: he, Okay, think- so here's, here's what got Josh. There's actually a group of people that have biblical evidence to being flat earthers. Okay. Because he goes, coming from a literalist perspective, right? Taking the Bible in literal face value, it references right. the four corners of the earth.
2: North, south, east, west. That would be my first reaction. I mean,
0: hey, well, we, is, it
2: liter- is it literally referencing the four corners? Well, that's of the Earth? Well, yeah. because then we then we have to go. Okay, well, this then it's not a a spherical or oval disc right. that flat earthers adhere to. It's literally a square box. That's correct. Now, walking through the process of creation, when we can observe what what God has created, we look at the sun, and it may not be perfectly round, but it's round in shape. It's spherical. We look at the moon. It is spherical. We look
0: that's at all a the good, other planets. It's spherical, so that's solid. So yeah. Every
2: air go by, by by like did did you know? Not questioning God, but like when He was going through His creation process, He go, "Okay, hold on, let's put hit the pause button, and we're gonna make this one flat, and we're gonna make right. this one a, a cube."
0: That's a good point. Like it's like you don't have a chef that's like you know what? I'm gonna sit here and make sausage balls, and then I'm just gonna make <laughs> one sausage patty for everybody. Right. it's like there tends to be there tends to be a flow to this thing
2: right and there's and and it goes back to order everything in God's creation is about order and it's the law of induction the law of thermodynamics the causes there's order and laws and gravity works why because God created it that way and so we 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 may have strong arguments and strong points about hey you know that does sound like a pretty good idea but then we go back to observable science you know we go back to you know i i, I can you know I, I i feel like that i can make a very strong case that that the earth being being round through the scripture but you know
0: well, I think, it's, thankfully... I definitely,
2: I definitely wasn't prepared for this.
0: Thankfully, <laughs> no, Josh... No, there's definitely, there's there's no, definitely no preparing for there's it There's no at preparation all. for that argument. Um, yeah. Thankfully, we've all walked off that cliff, and we all agree right. that the earth is spherical by nature. Right. Um, I think our total... But, but, hey, but I we're never say, saying there's not a chance.
1: I just want to let okay. y'all know, New Jerusalem... The, the measurements of New Jerusalem and Revelation are a cube.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The the new creation, the new heaven and earth is... is the, the I can't. The, but it's, it's like... And it's going to be multi-level. So it's going to be, you know, New Jerusalem, new heaven and earth is going to be essentially this...
0: A mall. It sounds like, like a mall. Yeah.
2: It, it's it's going to be this huge huge apartment style living but we can't comprehend it oh my god that's cheapening it so much to say that it's going to be like a huge luxury tower when we, i mean we can't comprehend what it's going to look like but there yeah it is going to be a keep. all
0: right listen jimmy are you going to be available in like a half hour you there hey can you hear me yeah
2: I can hear
0: you. are you gonna be are you gonna be free in a half hour I am gonna be three and a half hours. Okay, well then I will call you back for why you called me originally. Uh we'll finish up the recording here in a few minutes. Okay,
2: all right.
0: Well thanks for having me on. Hey, a little thanks, thanks for clarifying the uh the orbal the orbic nature of the earth. I just wanna make it I just wanna make
1: it known Anytime. I just wanna make it known that this was pitched to me when I was working third shift. It was four o'clock in the morning. I was very tired. And all I said was, oh, it has more evidence than I thought. And now everybody calls me yeah. a flat earther. So, I, you know, whatever. whatever.
2: If you've ever worked third shift, weird things happen on third that's shift. That's right. Hey, you can
0: believe, you can believe anything. And- all right. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. All right. Bye. All right. Thank you. Well, there it is. You know, he brings up a good point. When you look at every single other, uh, what's the, what are, uh, What's the sun? The planet. Every other planet is like a sphere. It's a globe. Except for New Jerusalem. We're not New Jerusalem's not floating around out there. We're not Except looking Except for New Jerusalem. I'm not looking at the global scaffolding you, is he saying God Venus? is preparing this is place he, for
1: me. Is he is he preparing Venus for you? No. No, so it doesn't matter if it's square or not
0: women are from
1: venus men are from okay mars here we he's go. preparing mars for me here we go. i'm just saying there's more to it i don't believe that but i'm just saying there's more to
0: it there's more to it than people think so then tell me what is the most ridiculous conspiracy theory we've got just a couple minutes left on the pod what is the most ridiculous one for you that people cling cling to I mean, I don't even know. Like, I recently saw one where they think Michael Jackson is still alive. Yeah, you I mean, you got all the like the people are still alive. You well, got like Every famous person that dies never dies. Like that automatically becomes a conspiracy theory. Amelia Earhart never died, Elvis never never died, Tupac never died, Michael Jackson never died. So my my guess would be and this was recently
1: um that I even knew this was an actual theory. Like so the we were on a guest show going places, Camden and Daniel. They actually That's talked right. about this. And then I and I looked it up and it was that birds aren't real. Birds aren't real. They said there was like in the nineteen forties or something like that. That that birds weren't real and they were replaced or a lot of birds weren't real And were replaced by the government to spy on other people or, you know, important people.
0: Now that you say this, I think I've heard this before. So, like, birds are robots? Spying on people? Some. Not all, but some. Yes. So, it's not saying that there aren't
1: birds. No, it's saying that it wiped all the birds out on Earth. So, the original
0: conspiracy was all birds
1: are spy agents. And I guess some flew over and made real birds, but... Yes, it, it's people
0: think um Alright, so please tell me what evidence is there for there being no birds. Peace me. That's just their theory. That's just their theory. Like I, You know what you know what this reminds me of?
1: The earth is hollow is another one.
0: So the hollow well I can't I, I don't know what's inside the earth, but I know we've dug deep holes and not ran into hollowness yet. So Here's one that kind of gets me is, do you know, do you remember, this doesn't happen as much anymore, or maybe I'm just not old enough, because I think old people are targeted with scams more than anyone else. But back, oh, let's go back 20 years, 15, 20 years, when, all right, so I remember being at my grandparents' house, and this was like Windows 2000, and dial up internet, and they would get just massive amounts of spam mail. Right, and so my grandfather had, after my grandma passed away, he had remarried, and they lived in this this home, and so his wife uh, pulled my cousins, my female cousins, to the side one day, and she, (laughs) I've never, oh, do you remember Silly Bands? Yeah. They were like just rubber, stretchy bands, but like when you took them off your wrist, they'd be in shapes. Like dinosaurs or whatever, like just random shapes, but they they fit like a bracelet. You just stuck them on your wrist like a bracelet, and people would wear like fifty of them together. And anyway, these like silly bands. Yeah. So and this I had to have been in high school. So we're talking about early two thousands here. So she gets this email that she apparently reads all emails, right? And so she gets an email and pulls all. Uh, of my female cousins together and and is like, listen, you do not need to wear silly bands because I received an email that informed me that all silly bands are made of used condoms. And so she goes, you guys, this is really serious. Like this is like, you guys need to never wear silly bands again. Oh my gosh. Like I feel like the fact that we could believe that birds are completely baloney when you can walk out and shoot one and yeah and eat it yeah and it's not made of electronics. Yeah. I think it ranks up there with this.
1: I agree. Like I, it would be extremely hard to prove that birds are not like you know that that would be that would be that would be a tough one. Cuz you can actually
0: basically grab a bird. What is that that original horror film Alfred Hitchcock birds birds. yeah, like after watching that, I could see why people would want birds to not be real because it's terrifying. but birds are real, yeah, birds are real.
1: another good one was um the weather gun. Oh, I've heard of this where that that there's a certain group of people who actually control the weather, control the weather based on mm-hmm. like the economy or you know something like
0: that. just last year. I heard this being pushed that China controls the weather. And that's why we got hurricanes. Yeah. That
1: multiple... Yeah, there's mo- yeah, multiple ways to control the weather and that weather will affect... So here's
0: here's what gets me. We'll wrap up, I guess, with this. Is I believe that the vast majority of conspiracy theories are completely bonk. At the same time, the foundation of we can't trust the government, that there's backroom events that take place... I fully believe it's true. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: for sure. And so the question is what? That's why we have documentaries on Netflix. <laughs> like right. we eventually find out what those back. And so that's where it's were. like,
0: there probably is some really shady stuff that's happening. And we have no clue and never will or may never. Uh, or it'll be outside of our lifetime that we find out. And so it's like, that gives, I think that's what breeds conspiracy theories, is we know conspiracy crap happens. It's just what? And then the minds of people that are attracted to that go, like, off the deep end with it. Um, but there's some weird, I mean, there's some shady stuff that happens. Like, But that's a
1: good way to cover up the shady stuff, is yeah. to create more... That aren't real, so that when that one, when the real one gets in the mix... Won't even know. You wouldn't even It'll be know. so mild, it doesn't even cross your radar. Doesn't even cross your radar, or it's thrown out as a conspiracy theory because it's actually true.
2: <laughs> yeah. You just
1: create more. It's a conspiracy theory about conspiracy theories.
0: I mean, I could cr- start creating conspiracy theories right now, just off that idea. Yeah. We don't have time for that. We're out of time for today. All right. Uh, listen guys we hope you enjoyed it a, a, a kind of light hearted kind of thinking hopefully you go out and research your own conspiracy theory because we all need a good one in our lives so anyway uh, Josh I'm glad you no longer have to work third shift or believe in the flat earth or believe and just for clarity's sake Josh are you a flat earther I had not decided yet but
1: <laughs> no I'm not
0: oh okay so, uh, we believe that there is more biblical evidence for a spherical earth, <laughs> according to Jimmy McFarland. Thank you for his un, uh, unsolicited call-in. But, anyway. Alright, guys. Listen. Thanks for uh, the first episode from TNJ Studios here at Envision Counseling. Um, we don't know what the audio sounds like. This is all a new adventure because we're having to change our whole setup. So, alright. Until next time. Y'all behave yourselves. Holla.